You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge. This is Adwigdom. This is Murps in the same room. For those of you who are just listening and not watching, we are in the same room. Don't actually poke me. That's weird. Like, don't, I don't want to be touched. You see the indent? Oh, you can't fake that. Don't like, don't touch. This isn't like a weird two screen cut thing. No, but it is still weird. We are in the same. Okay, don't poke my cheeks. That's weird. Um, no, 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 n- none of that stuff. All right. Well, this is. I'm I'm regretting everything, but we are in the same location because brand new uh, requested to come to DC for Pokemon Go Fest 2021. Mm-hmm. We just finished it up. Got a lot of shinies, got a lot of good stuff, but it also means Avita came along. I, uh, I had to be the designated driver because she she did not know how to drive. She went on the highway for the first time during this trip. Like I forced her. My my whole thing is I, I need you to like start driving because she like born and raised in Brooklyn, doesn't really know how to drive. Got her license because they stopped doing road tests during COVID, um, so she passed uh huge air quotes if you're listening to this on the podcast uh but so i wanted her on the highway doing like 90 miles an hour and so we did that for like an hour and we only almost crashed twice uh so i think it was a good success but i drove the other six hours all right you should angle your voice more into here yeah lean lean into it does this sound better i mean i i think it's gonna be more audio friendly however uh, we're still talking about Hearthstone, okay? We're not just going to talk about um, Pokemon Go. Brand new is driving. I, I and, or, and or brand new is driving, all right? But this is a, a momentous occasion, so we're going to be talking about some topics, and then we're going to be taking questions from the chat, which we never do. If you guys know, we try to ignore chat mm-hmm. and the existence of chat because we want like a f- more formal podcast, but formality is gone. Like We are in the same location. I just got poked in the cheeks, so all that is this gone. Is, we've broken the fourth wall, and by fourth wall, I mean like the, the third wall, really. We, we've yeah. broken the third wall. It's nothing like the fourth wall. It's, it's literally nothing like the fourth wall. But additionally, the reason we're doing this is because not much is happening. We know that uh, United is coming out. Uh, is that what they call it, United? Oh, so I guess I'm calling it United, but... W- w- I wonder what they call it, because UIS is, like, a terrible acronym. I'm calling it United. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Like, the airline. Got it. Yeah. I mean, why not? Like, uh, if you're talking about Hearthstone and someone says United, it's like, oh, you mean the airline? I'm like, no. From the context. <laughs> I would just have no idea what you're talking about context, after this expansion. Like, if we were not in the lead-up to this, it's not like Angoro, right? You say Angoro, you're like, ah, yes, because Angoro was great. Um, uh-huh. You say United, and I was just like, what? It's right. like, hey, you remember that card from Rise? I'm like, Rise? What? Oh, Rise of Shadows. Well, Rise, that, that was easy. Like, United and Stormwind, that, that's, like, that acronym just doesn't work as well. Anyways, call it Stormwind? Okay, guys, if I just call it, no, 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 Stormwind, no. Stormwind is a really thing doesn't work. in the game. So, like, <laughs> that's, you, you can't call you can't, an expansion that. Yeah. Uh, that's why if I call it United, that's, that's United more. United is better than Stormwind. I'll right, give you that. right. Because you also have cards with Stormwind in the name, so that's, like, weird, right? Uh, plus, Stormwind is, like, an actual... Okay, nah, 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 let's not do that. Uh, we know the expansion is coming out. We don't have much uh, in terms of reveals. Uh, at this point, they're going to be revealing a lot over time. As of this point, well, you know, we talked about this stuff before. For BGs, we recently got a... I would say a clarification uh, tweet from Alec Dawson, who works at Blizzard and was the lead designer on uh, Skullamance Academy as well. Mm-hmm. And, and who was the podcast host of the Golden yeah. Wisp. So, like, we knew uh, uh, him and, like, we hung out, like, outside of the context of, of you know, Blizz necessarily before before he got big, you know, before he made it into the big time of uh, of Blizzard dev. Yeah, and he, uh, I thought he crushed it with 
Skullomance Academy. Skullomance flavor is so good. Yeah, in terms of flavor, right? And I think that's what a lot of the um, lead design uh, is responsible for. You know, like, let's make sure the set is coherent. I thought that was the most flavorful expansion we've ever had. Uh, separate from, like, the balance, mm-hmm. especially arena balance, right? Like, you can't really pin arena balance uh, exactly on the lead designer. Uh, so I thought that was super cool. But we got uh, an explanation from him that the next BG update, this big, giant um, kind of redoing of all the minions, is going to be even bigger than we thought. And they are testing it. They just really want to make sure they preserve um, the identity and the flavor of the tribe. It's nice to hear him reiterate how much effort they're putting into it. Uh, and also just how gigantic this update is going to be. Because it's just absolutely necessary at this point. You can make small changes here and there. Uh, but... Like, BGs has for a long time just gone down this road where people nowadays, uh, more so than ever, are complaining about spikes of damage, about the inability to control their fate. Obviously, skill still wins out overall, but it's the difference between, it's like, okay, well, what percent of the time can I aim to get first, or can I kind of choose to get first, uh, versus the skill being getting third versus getting fourth, getting fourth versus getting fifth, and then, you know, using that edge to just push you up on the leaderboard. Skill still wins out overall, but it's just not very fun when you recognize that in the pr- current meta, more so in other metas, it's harder for you to control your fate if you want to get first places. Is and it that true? feels bad. Uh, yeah, I think it's absolutely true. I've talked with... um good players as well uh and right now the skill is absolutely uh that like knowing when you it is disadvantageous for you to go to six or even go to five you stay on four right and then you just sort of like build your comp and there are so many ways to optimize it so many ways to optimize either a karaji comp or an arm comp, or a ground shaker comp. Like, these are all tier four mm. builds, right? And w- we don't want to just call it, like, taunt comp, because taunt comp can be many things. Uh, and then, plus, you have the ground shaker on tier four as well. you got to know how to play that. Like, right now, if you just know the ins and outs, if you're trying to build towards um, these powerful... And by powerful, I mean powerful in the mid-game. Powerful tier four compositions recognizing what tribes are in it's like are mechs in or not um and then you know even using like um early acolytes and saying okay well i have this and this is better than let's say this other tier two unit because it can snowball when i get the arm when i get the karaji etc etc um there's so many interesting decisions to be made but people just don't like it (laughs) I don't think a lot of people enjoy making these small micro decisions leading up to tier four, not going above tier four, unless they are one of the heroes that can high roll and then does high roll. So we're going to see Battlegrounds change in a way that we probably don't even recognize. Um, this is just redoing all Battlegrounds. And I think it's so necessary I'm wondering if they're going to take it out of beta with this. I, I I don't know. It's been in beta for literally, what, almost two years now at this point? They might take it out of beta. They, they, they might can't not. make that many changes and take it out of beta. They, they This may be the last round of big changes before they take it out of beta, though. Like, I could buy that. I could buy that, especially with the cosmetics that are coming out. Mm-hmm. You can really yep. see... okay. They're, they're going to make this into a moneymaker. Because previously, what was it? A one-time tavern pass that is good and everything, but it's definitely not as good as people keep on buying packs and constructed. So I like what they're doing and what they're thinking in terms of monetization. It makes me very happy uh, with kind of the, the fuel that they're going to be able to generate to further the game. So very excited about that. Uh, we need to get out of this this very polarized, like, bimodal um, meta in which it's tier four 
or it is super duper high roll and then you potentially crush everyone and there is just not much in between over there um mm-hmm. and in order to do that you gotta shake up everything i don't think small changes are going to do it um so looking forward to that very glad to hear um the the update it seems like we're going to see this bg update a few weeks after the expansion so i thought it was going to come earlier um but it seems like this will be coming maybe a month from now and i think it's fine like take your time with it if you need to test it more that's absolutely fine. I think See, people are still having fun with it. Because when they released the other, they just released a whole bunch of changes like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh, they're going to make another change at the end of the month that's huge? That's that's really fast. But now it makes more sense. Like we have we, we have a new meta, new-ish meta to, to play with, right? We have uh, the, the buffed up beasts and the, the changed uh, shooty demons. Like there, there's stuff to poke around with. You got something to say about Arena? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, Deep Fried Meta. Um, I thought we'd cover this a little bit just because there's nothing really going on with the Arena right now. They didn't do, uh, uh, at least I don't know that they did. Maybe. I, I don't think they did a, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, offering odds adjustment in the, uh, in the Thursday patch. So there's really not much going on. And I thought I'd go over just a kind of fundamentals concept of how to think about the game, uh, kind of like last week. And this one will be focused on card, not necessarily card draw or card generation, but just finding ways to add card advantage to your hand. Um, whether it's card draw or card generation has very specific implications, but we're going to just set them all aside and just look at how much stuff and options that you have in your hand. So... I don't know if people count this stuff, or if you played enough arena, you probably just have a sense of this. But generally, if you have a normal curve and you're not playing like no twos or like going super aggro with like three one drops and like eight two drops or something crazy like that, you're going to kind of run out of cards at pretty much at the end of turn 10. Or if turn 10 and turn 9 are inefficient, then at the end of turn 11. But you're, that's basically when you're running out of cards. But your power level is significantly decreased even before that because you run out of options, right? Rather than being able to actually decide what to do, you're just kind of forced to play whatever you have. Whereas if you had a bunch more cards, then you have more choices of how to do things more effectively. So your effect, your general effectiveness rate, if you have zero card draw in the entire deck, card draw or card generation or nothing, like when you play a card, it's effect, it's just kind of done. Turn eight is your last good turn. After turn 8, it starts going downhill, and then um, you just you don't have uh, the same choices, and you can't apply your skill. So, in order to push that out, and you know, because we talked about swing last week, um, the swings obviously are better on turn 10 and after than on turn 8. So your ability to do stuff, and really do still do stuff skillfully, is severely impacted if you have zero card draw or generation. Because you're you're literally missing 20% of your possible swing power. Um, because you don't have options at that point. So to get it to at least turn 10. So to get your number of options feels like a normal number of options on turn 10. You need 4 card draw or generation in your deck. That's that's the number. And this assumes a normal amount of hero power use. You're not, like, hero powering every turn. You're not, like, totally avoiding it. Um, so four will get you one turn of the, the, the maximum impact the game will ever allow you. So that's a good, like, so if you're building a normal, normal, normal deck, that's a good target to hit as a floor. Like, if you don't have four card generation or card draw cards, and if you have a card that draws two cards, obviously count it as two, um, then you're not going to get the most out of your deck. Now, going up, it'll scale. I, I don't, I can't, I, I can't really like verbally describe to you the entire scale, but four is the minimum, and then you want to go higher than that if you want a couple more turns, because otherwise you just have one turn, right? If you don't happen to have the cards that can do stuff for it, you probably want like three turns. I think that's a good number, and to get that, um, I don't have it 
offhand, but I would guess it would be something like seven uh, card draws. That sounds about right. Like seven card draws in uh, card draw or card generation in your deck. Now, that's a lot, but if you think of something like uh, Mage Scribe, that's like drawing two cards or adding two cards to your hand. If you think of something like Fishy, that's adding a card to your hand. So it kind of adds up into from different sources. So one of the things, I don't know how much people look at this or count it. I know people count like, oh, how many two drops do I have? Oh, how many removals do I have? But I don't see people as much counting how much card draw slash generation or general card advantage that they have. Now, granted, card advantage is not the most important thing in the game, but as you can see, the impact, it starts impacting how you can swing the game. It starts impacting your options, your skill impact on the game, and it has enough of these, not even like super small, but like not the majority of um, like skill, right, is card advantage options, but it causes an effect there. Not the majority of skill is uh, swings on turn 10 and above, but it causes, is due to card advantage, but it causes a, a decent portion of that. So you add all this stuff up, and it actually makes quite a big impact on the game. So um, if you're trying to build a normal deck, try to hit 7, have a minimum of 4, and if you fall below 4, or you're looking at it, and you're like, oh, this deck just isn't quite going to get to 4, or it's barely going to make it to 4, you may want to start thinking of your deck, even if it otherwise looks like it has a normal mana curve, as not a normal deck, but rather an aggressive deck. Because it would have to be an aggressive deck, or else you lose. Because other people are making decks that can do more stuff. So, that's just something I wanted to, to highlight, because it's there's so much more complicated cards now, and it's one of the deck-building things that I don't know if it's getting like less attention, or if people are thinking about it, and I'm just not like seeing it exactly. But uh, definitely something to, to keep in mind, because I think it really helps smooth over some of your, your drafting, if you, if you keep this in the back of your mind, and start counting um, towards the later part of the draft. Wow, that sure was informative, right guys? I hope you were equally as enthralled as I was throughout that entire conversation. I agree with the vast majority, except for a few of your points. Okay, fantastic. Thank you for that arena content. Mm -hmm. Is there any other arena content that you would like to provide to our listeners? Nope, that's it. That's all I got. With that piece, you too should be a infinite arena player. So good. All right. With that being said, and because we're in the same location, and uh, also because there is literally no news, and because we are past like our 300th podcast, so talking about tempo can only get us so far. That's why we've stopped talking about tempo. Altogether. Why talk about it, right? So, we're going to be taking questions from you guys, and we're going to start with the very... The most important and the most pressing question, and of course, I, I saw that this was something that was asked yeah, immediately. This is, this is a real live question from the GOAT, guys, where we are actually taking questions from Twitch chat live as we record this. So you guys can just feel free to type in the chat, but I'm going to ask you, as you're drinking the Coke Zero, one of our listeners was very, very concerned about what do you think of the upcoming change to Coke Zero? When they did the change the first time, it made Coke Zero significantly worse, but it is still my favorite drink. This upcoming time, better make it actually better. That's all I ask for. I don't care how much better, I don't want it to get even worse or else I might have to change drinks. Are you going to stock up on this current Coke Zero? No, this Coke Zero is not like the old Coke Zero, which I did stock up on. It is not good enough for me to actually stock up on, specifically to preserve the flavor. Advanced Wind is asking if I'm still married. Yes, I'm still married. I don't know how this became a meme, but it is uh, a question that I will answer. I, I can confirm. Week to week. Uh-huh. 4P is either still married to Merbs or doing a really good job, uh, you know, play playing the part on our trip here. All right. Uh, what is next for Grinning Goat? One year out, five years out? Oof. We're, we're getting a computer... That'll, I mean, it was supposed to come at the end of June, and we ordered it at the end of April, but now it may come one year out. 
<laughs> so who knows? I know what's next for me. Playing Diablo 2, seeing when Diablo 4 comes out, seeing when Overwatch 2 comes out. I'm definitely going to be streaming at least some of this. With Hearthstone, I don't know. For me, it's about what they do with Arena and BGs. And these days, it's more like, what are they doing with BGs? Because I know what they're doing with Arena, and that's not much. It's just the way it is. Uh, So, I want to see what they do with it. I I think BGs has a ton of potential, and they're certainly putting in a lot of uh, effort and creativity into it. So, I'm looking forward to playing BGs once the, the... big update comes out oh my god how do you possibly keep this twitch chat with the animations like do you see that do you see what cast just typed yeah. how is that not super distracting you from it's, like it's anything just a cute that you kitty did? doing this yes doing the, the the flippering thing but like really really fast it's uh, okay uh it is a picture okay i'm gonna ask you this how do you watch television uh-huh period Okay, well, if I was watching television and there's a cute kitty on the side that has vaguely something to do with the show, but not really, doing the weird, like, flippering thing with their paws, that would be really distracting. I wouldn't be able to watch that television show. And that's why they don't do that on television. They've, they've tested it. That's, that's a no-go. Audiences do not like. Oh, right. Um, but yeah, but for me, uh, on the gaming side, Diablo 4, definite 100%. You will see us devote so much time to Diablo 4 whenever it comes out. Uh, Diablo 2, uh, I- I'm gonna play, but it's the same game, so I don't know how, how much I'm gonna play past the initial, like, nostalgia, uh, factor. Yes. And enjoy Milka, yes. D2 Resurrected Streams are definitely planned mm-hmm. once it comes out. I will be playing it a ton. Um, I'm someone who has played Diablo a lot still plays Diablo, as in I have a pluggy account, and on the pluggy account, I have self-found many, many uh, high-end set, unique items, high runes. It's just because I still love Diablo, so I, I have played it a ton. So that's definitely planned. We have a game question uh, from <sighs> X2GG, who asks, I have a very good question. What is the best use of coin in Arena? This is understandable, because this is probably something we talked about in, like, podcast number eight you know uh so it's been quite a while since we have actually and the answer's changed since uh since since back then um but but generally the best use of the coin is the turn in which you get the most swing because the coin is inadequate the coin is inadequate to balance player two and player one the card also doesn't like fully get you there we know this you know this you know going second is worse than going first and in uh in designing the base mechanics for um for Gods Unchained, which is another card game um, that I was uh, on the dev team for um, when when they were creating uh, mechanics, um, the we, like we I, I mapped out what the actual like breakpoints and, and stuff is to balance player one and player two in a very Hearthstone like kind of like rule set kind of game, and it was literally like three coins. It was not even two coins. It was like so many coins. And obviously they didn't do three coins because and, and you wouldn't be allowed to use the coins on the same turn, obviously. Um, but it was like, obviously that's a terrible game decision to do something like that. But that's how far away you are from being balanced by uh, by giving you a card and a coin instead of like more tempo. So in order for player two to actually come close to evening things with player one, you have to get double the value at least on one mana. So don't think of the coin as one mana. Think of the coin as I will do something on this turn to totally dominate my opponent in a way that I will be able to get like an extra at least two drops worth of tempo that I wouldn't have been able to get without the coin. Bare minimum. Think about the strongest coin plays in the meta right now. Uh, and probably the one that comes to uh, everyone's mind is Coin Sunwell Initiate. Yes. That is the just the, the best use of coin. And, and let's break down why it's so good. Number one, you're using it early. The earlier you use the coin, the better it is. Although there are quite a few control decks that just use, you know, want the coin for some sort of flexibility, mm-hmm. get the psychic scream out one turn early, you know, just just able to uh or synergize it with Mage Scribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's fine because they have all these removals that they are using in the turns before. But 
Koine Aosun will initiate, it dominates the vast majority of ones and twos, with the exception of something like Scorpid, uh, and unless they are dropping like a 4-3, which is rarer than 3-4s in the meta, you're going to get the Divine Shield value. So, uh, Coin Sunwall Initiate is just one of those things where uh, it is over-tempoed for turn 2, right? Uh, if you are able to hit into something that can't kill it immediately... That's where you gain that huge advantage that Advocate was talking yeah, about. Like, think about what you get with Summon Initiate when you put it out early. You guarantee the fact that you end up with like a 3 1 at least with Divine Shield, which is a 3 drop, which is normal value for a 3 drop. And that means what did you get as a bonus? Well, you killed their 2 drop. What's a 2 drop? The exact value you need to at least get in order to use the coin, right? So that's the, the base case for like you, you have gotten the value out of the coin. Um, now, that being said, I coin 2-2 two, two all the time. Like, 2-2-3-4. Two, two, like, I still do that all the time. But that's not because I'm getting good tempo out of it. That's a terrible way to get tempo in today's meta. I'm doing that to get face damage. Like, and if you're always one minion ahead of your opponents, you're always going to get that two extra damage, that three extra damage to your opponent's face each turn. And then you put really the, the onus on the uh, opponent to have, like, removals and stuff like that. So that is a legitimate use of the coin. Also, I'm not saying it's not, but you have to know what you're doing with it. So you would not coin 2234 if your entire goal was to, like, I don't know, play a normal game. Like, you have to have some kind of aggressive strategy, whether it's overall because of your deck, or if it's because of the matchup, um, or if you, like, know that your deck has nothing that will use the coin well anyway, right? And there are plenty of decks where you, you, you look at the deck and you're like, this deck is not going to use coin very well. It just won't. In which case, you just get it out when you can, and you save, you know, to, like, save a mana. Yeah. Uh, the question you always want to ask uh, in some sort of order is, what, like, am I gaining an advantage this turn by using the coin? Uh, you want to break it down into sort of how much advantage that is. Uh, and then, of course, once you coin, your follow-up should be pretty good as well. There are some people mm -hmm. who coin something out, and they're like, this is so good on this turn. And on the next turn, they got a really bad play. Three so mana, three, three. whatever advantage you got from coining that thing out, you're giving back to your opponent. Mm. So make sure that if you coin, at least the very next turn, you got a solid follow-up so you can build the snowball. If you are coining something out and then your follow-up is so weak, there's no point to it. Just save your coin for something else, maybe. Like, you could also hope that you draw into something. But think about that. A lot of people get so excited about the coin play and how it's so good, but they don't take into account that it just makes their next play uh, so bad. Okay, so that's a little bit of discussion on the coin. We could talk about this for much longer as we have for podcasts, but I think that covers a lot of how you want to be thinking about using the coin. Uh, a lot of people are asking about Adam's chair situation and how it doesn't seem like he has a very comfortable chair, which I will agree with. Now, how often do you guys think I have people in my house? I do not like having people in my house. This is not something I want. This is what the chair is for, to Why get me out of his house. Why would I prepare to make people comfortable if my goal is not to make people comfortable because my goal is not to have people in the house. Okay, your bed is, I mean, your guest bed is actually super comfortable. Oh, that was, like, one of our previous beds. I see. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. It's, like, super comfortable. I nap so much in it. Yeah, it's it's a very good bed. Uh, and yes, if anyone's wondering, we are vaccinated. Uh, so. Hashtag two shots. Hashtag two shots. Uh, so that's part of why we're able to do this although with the delta variant man that's just, you, you think you're over the hill and scary scary stuff if you're double vaccinated still like less than a five percent chance to get sick with it not the best odds <laughs> not but, the best hey, odds you know i'll take a 95 percent odds over you know actually just yeah not and for those of you guys wondering about animated emotes in this channel, because you have heard Adulta's disdain for animated emotes, that's not really... I, I have signed off. Yes. I have signed off on animated emotes. It is entirely in brand new's hands. 
Because she will make animated emotes, or she will not make animated emotes. Hashtag blame brand new. Blame brand new. Get on her, like, you know, send her fan mail and be like, we really love what you did with whatever it is that you do for for this channel. Please, please, please add animated emotes. Alright. One person is asking if you ever miss NYC. For those of you guys who don't know, Adwokta moved from NYC, where he was living for quite a decent chunk of his life. 12 years. No, not 12 years. Like 10 years. To Charlotte. Uh, very, very different experience. Um, I miss the food in New York City. It's really, like, it's not comparable in most places, um, much less Charlotte. Not that Charlotte has terrible food, but I think you just you can't compare with New York, especially when it comes to certain cuisines. Uh, but overall, I, I like Charlotte much more than New York for my older age i feel like i stopped taking advantage of like what new york had to offer by age of like 28 and i stayed around until like 31 not entirely willingly um so when i was able to get out i was like yes this is this is it so like i have like a house which i wouldn't be able to do in new york and i i mean that as in like i could be filthy rich and still not be able to get a house in new york because they don't exist like real houses with like space between you and your neighbor um I get to, well, now it doesn't matter. Everyone's working from home, but I've got to commute to work by going from my house into my car, out of my car, into my building, which you don't get to do in New York. Um, yeah, so those are those are the big, big pluses. And let, let's people, uh, I, I think you don't, the pandemic has taught me one thing, which is that the less interactions that I have with people, it's just like a straight exponential line up. Like I thought, cause everyone kept saying like, Oh, you'll miss it. And whatever. Like when you, when you don't have it, like maybe New York is too much, but you're just like, you need, you need people in your life or else you'll like feel lonely or you'll like feel depressed or you just like won't feel great somehow. But since the pandemic, I've been cut off from even my coworkers. I interact with nobody throughout the day except brand new sometimes. And it's been the best time of my life socially. Like the absolute zero of social. I told Murps this. I was like, you know, I talk to you more than anyone else outside of uh, brand new and like people for actual work. And I talked to him like maybe like th- 20, 30 lines of, of text exchange per week on average. That's it. That's really it. We don't talk that much. Like we don't have conversations mm-hmm. really. No uh, conversations like once a month. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Like, real conversations rather than, uh, you know, logistical or like, hey, you see this? This is cool. Like, kind of things. Um, but, yeah. But uh, being out of New York allows me to have way less human interaction. Uh, ideally, I would be out of Charlotte, too, because Charlotte is still a city. I would want to be even farther out. Um, but, you know, baby steps. So that's where he's at right now. Okay. Ray Cohen says, so no kids plan then. Okay. Here's the thing. You got to make sacrifices for children, right? If you come to the mindset with you having children that like this is just going to be a good thing added to your life, I, I, I think you're going to be in for a rude awakening. So one of the sacrifices I'm willing to make to have a child is that there is a child that exists in my house. That's a key to having children. You should think about that before you have children. Although, is that a sacrifice if that is the thing itself? Like, mm, mm. Uh, kid, it's all sacrifice. <laughs> it's all sacrifice. It's all sacrifice. Okay, mm-hmm. great. That's 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 good. Uh, that's fantastic. All right, people are asking, uh, and I get this question a lot. So this is this I understand. People are asking about my diet, uh, and some people are asking about my workouts as well. I'm just gonna say this: uh, what I do is not gonna work for everyone, um, and I think a lot of people are asking for something in which they think to themselves, if I emulate it, I can get similar results. I might get better results, etc., etc. Um, one of the problems is um, I've been working out for many, many, many years. I know my body. I know what I'm capable of, not capable of, etc. So I'm just going to say right now I'm on a ketogenic diet. I love it for cutting out fat, uh, sparing muscles, um, I don't count calories right now because, once again, I can just feel when I get the calories I need. If I'm feeling a little bit weaker the next day, I make up for it. Um, but I do meal prep. Like, uh, I don't eat out much now, at now all. Keep in mind, Murps also eats no vegetables, I found out. 
I realized I haven't heard him talk about vegetables in a very long time, but yeah. I guess I just assumed. Well, since... who, who talks about vegetables? Yes. Like, I'm, I'm not like messaging you. It's like, hey, man, how about that cabbage? I know. That's why it wasn't in my mind. But then I was here, and then 4P was like complaining about a few vegetables. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's right. You may or may not eat vegetables because you can eat vegetables in keto, except like certain ones, like root vegetables and stuff. Most vegetables you can eat, uh, but but most don't eat no vegetables. So I mean, know. you so you definitely can't eat starchy vegetables. Yeah, yeah, and definitely then not. Sometimes, like I, w- I would get like the uh, the pickled cabbage or mm-hmm. like the just pickles in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you can eat that as well. Um, so that's fine. But that's that's part that's the dark side of Murps's diet that that Murps does not talk about, and that is totally not necessary for keto. No, it's... I that's mean, a personal preference. That's a personal preference. So once mm-hmm. again, um, and for workouts, like some people ask, what's your workout plan? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. You can get much better results than me, and I'm absolutely serious. You can get much better results than me doing the most basic workout because literally 80% of your result is diet. And when I say diet, it is diet kind of tailored to your body, like biology and also to your tolerance i love the ketogenic diet because it works for me because i can follow it uh very easily i don't have to think about a lot and i don't get cravings the thing that makes people fail is just failing like they get cravings it's too hard failure yeah failing causes failure time it's crazy it's like making sacrifices right Mm -hmm. it's the same thing uh that you said so, um, a lot of people ask this question, and I feel like they're trying to search for something that they can replicate and get similar or even better results from. And the tough thing, and the reason why the fitness industry is <laughs> very lucrative, and a lot of people are searching for answers, is unfortunately, you just have to do, do some testing, you have to do some research about what works for you. So, for the workout plan... Um, you don't have to go fancy with it at all. Just basic workout plans are fine because as long as you're working out and tearing out your muscles, you're going to build that. And the diet, you're just going to have to figure out what works for you. Now, having said that, pizza, burgers, and ice cream, and unlimited amounts of that rarely build muscle but sometimes and cut builds fat. muscles and cuts no fat. when i say rarely i mean like just it just really doesn't happen so when i but say if you that high roll okay then sometimes like like if you roll a, a, a six and a six and you get a crit you can transform the pizza and the ice cream into just a little bit of muscle okay are you working out during that time because, like, yes. I mean, I guess you would have to, right? <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, yes, you would have to. Because otherwise you're not you... even rolling the dice. No, there's no dice. There, There's literally no dice for you to roll there. So there's no high roll in that aspect. Uh, but yes. So I, I want to say it's something you guys have to figure out for yourselves. There are a lot of good resources. I'm always a little bit hesitant to say, this is the way, right? Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of like Insta accounts and YouTube channels are like, this is the way, this is how you do it. And it's like so easy. It isn't. This is If it was so easy, then you'd have more people uh, who want to do it, not this guy. He doesn't want it, right? Like He doesn't do it, but he doesn't want to do it. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on a diet uh, soon for like health reasons. Um, just because I can't, I, I don't think it's healthy to keep this weight for too long. <laughs> For too long. Like, it's, okay. it's been a couple years, and I'm like, eh, you know. That's, I, I think I'll go I'll go on a, a diet, not like a super intense one. Also, it's impossible to keep a super intense diet with brand new in the house. She's like... You guys are terrible for each other. She's, she's horrible. No, I mean, that's why we're, we're great at being uh, dependent on each other, just because we're, we're both terrible equally to each other, and we, like, enable each other to do everything. Uh, yeah. It's the basis of a healthy marriage. <laughs> People are asking for healthy alternatives to soda. Well, first of all, if you're drinking sugared soda, you can drink <laughs> Coke Zero, else. a non-sugared uh-huh. uh, soda. And I understand that the jury is not 100% like, you know, basically the science is 100% conclusive that aspartame slash sucralose is safe, right? Like, um, it's safe enough. Doubt. It's safe, right. I think... 
I think it's safe enough. The, I, the I, real problem, though, is that it for makes me, you want more sweet enough. stuff, and it, like, raises your tolerance for oh, sweet yeah. stuff, and so you're, like, less satisfied with normally sweet stuff, and then you may eat, like, actual caloric stuff. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, that's a decision you have to make, whether, whether you're okay with that. But, um, if you kind of like drinking sodas with sugar, you can first switch to non-sugar sodas. And then they also have those like five calorie uh, uh-huh. seltzers. Spindrift. Spin- Spindrift is so good. You love that stuff. I love it. And I hate seltzer. Yeah. Because that five calories is like literally infinitely more calories than an actual like seltzer water. And, uh, and that makes it infinitely better. Very good. All right. But anyways, uh, we, we shouldn't talk more about health stuff. To anyone out there who is trying to get their summer bod, who's trying to self-improve, wish you the best of luck, uh, and just just keep at it. Find a way to stick with a plan. Stick with something. Uh, and I would say always initially set the bar low. You don't mm. want to set too high of a bar, make things too complex, uh, and then get frustrated because it's so hard, and then quit i have seen it way too many times they set a super high bar it's like the people in mmos who are min maxing and trying to figure out their like like level 70 build right when they are still level 14 and doing boars and they get frustrated because they're just like like no i'm not taking the optimal path uh from from like the 14 Mm. through 17 it's not a race Yeah, yeah like and then they're they're just try, already trying to min max like level seventy end game equipment there, and they're like, okay, and then I will find a guild, and then do this like you know do this raid, and then we I, I got to coordinate to make sure we're doing it on Tuesdays and Fridays, and ever. Meanwhile, they're still hunting boars and level fourteen, and it's like, just get. Let's not even talk about level seventy here. Like, let's get you to level thirty, mm-hmm. and you don't even have to get to level thirty fast. Just get to level thirty. And then let's think about getting you in level 40. And meanwhile, you want to enjoy it, right? Like, you don't have to take the fastest path. If, if you don't like doing boars, go do some murloc quests or something. I don't know, okay? I'm not a nerd like you guys playing WoW, so I have no idea. These analogies might not make any sense. But you have to <laughs> I'm enjoy like, how did it. you know so much about how to grind in WoW? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I... A lot of it, I'm just imagining, what did South Park teach me? <laughs> what did South Park teach me? Boars, grinding boars, right? Oh, that was such a good episode. Uh, that, that, that was so good. Uh, but yes, so to all of you guys out there, mm-hmm. best yeah, And by the way, guys, if you haven't watched uh, any of the stuff, the, the Disney plus Marvel shows are just as good as the movies. So if you like the movies, so you will like the shows. The shows are actually probably better than like half the movies. Um Movies always have the disadvantage of not enough time. Mm-hmm. That's the real issue. And it's part of the reason why the Marvel Cinematic Universe like works uh, very well, right? Like Because they do get more time. Or, no. uh, for example, once you have established characters and motivations and you're able to immediately come in with more time than than kind of you're you're allowed to have uh and that makes it like a very good movie but yes i agree i think those are all great series just finished up with loki season Mm -hmm. one we were talking about it i thought the the show as a whole was very entertaining done very well Uh, i thought it was entertaining but the last episode from a show perspective is a bit of a letdown from a marvel perspective it's hype Right, right. Uh, And you can understand, what are all these shows doing? They are but a page or a Mm -hmm. stepping stone in the grand plan, in in the big Marvel Cinematic Universe. So uh, I thought it was very good. Yeah, yeah. and WandaVision I thought was like one of the best things Marvel's ever done, like period, full stop, in any way you look at it. Yes. I see some questions about Pokemon as well. Mm -hmm. Let me just tell you guys. Brand new. I thought she did very well. I, I thought she caught... First of all, she caught a lot of Pokemon. Uh, she just never experienced something like this. With the actual GoFest. With like... A huge group of dedicated people who are just giant nerds. Catching Pokemon and doing all this stuff. She says that this scene just doesn't exist in Charlotte. So... 
Uh, she came here. She caught a lot of stuff. Was very happy about it. And by I the way, th- they took a picture of it. It was just like a bunch of nerds in a large circle staring at their phone. Yeah, like, that's it. It, it, it. I was like, oh, okay, because I didn't go, so I don't know what it looked like. And I don't play Pokemon Go, but it was a really nice photo. Just like a large circle of like almost 20 people, like in, you know, in like an awkward like middle school dance or something, but like all on their phones, not looking or talking to each other. We're just looking at our phones the entire time. We are exactly what boomers hate. Uh, But I think it was a lot of fun. I think she is more interested in Pokemon Go as a result, which I know you're not a huge fan of. I need her on the Diablo uh, Immortal train. Whenever the hell wasn't that game supposed to come out? Like when is that thing coming out? They had like We're still an waiting for news, but I, I thought it was going to be out by now. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, like they can't I release thought it was going it to be out with Diablo two. That feels like a weird simultaneous release thing. So it's not going to release in the next couple months. So it's going to release year end. I don't understand it either because. I, I'm guessing they just see it as two completely separate markets, but that's not true. That's, not true, that's yeah. just not true. Like, yes, everyone has a cell phone, but people who have cell phones also potentially play Diablo 2. So you should never, like, and, and companies typically never, uh, because it's very really dumb, cannibalize mm-hmm. your own sales. And by sales, I understand it's like uh, just attention, right? By sales, it means like attention span as well. Um, so if, Diablo 2 is coming up end of September. It doesn't make any sense for Diablo Immortal to come out anywhere within a three month, like before, after yeah. period. Like, yeah. although because Diablo 2 is like a remake, maybe like two months, I could see them cutting it down. I guess, but the, the yeah. thing is, like, uh, you're, you're gonna have a lot of people come back, uh, to the Diablo universe and check out Immortal, just yeah. like how you, you're gonna have a lot of people, including streamers, right? Yeah. Come back and yeah, play Diablo, mm-hmm. uh, 2 Resurrected. So the same thing, and I, So maybe they view it as a lead up, right? You get the hype maybe. because of Diablo 2, because everyone loves Diablo 2, and everyone will play Diablo 2 at least a little bit, right? And then Diablo Immortal comes in a month or two later, and then everyone's like, oh, hey, remember this Diablo thing? Maybe I'll check it out on my phone. It's being made like a big deal out of it, and whatever. So, and then that get hit gets in time for the holidays. Maybe. I don't know, but it's it's been kind of disappointing on the Diablo Immortal front. Anyway, so I need Brand New to play Diablo Immortal with me. She has limited mental and, you know, time resources to, to devote to this gaming thing, and I would prefer she do it with Diablo so we can play together rather than, you know, Pokemon Go, which I don't play, and which doesn't have... Okay, I thought it didn't have a lot of skill in it, but then I try to actually catch Pokemon and throw the damn ball <laughs> and get it excellent. It's freaking hard. You have to get used to it. You have to yeah, get used like, to it. Yeah, like, this is a huge learning curve. Like, I thought it'd be, like, a small learning curve, and I'd get it, and I'd be able to, you know, like, help, but no. Mm-mm. Uh, once you get it, you get it, but y- you do have to spend a little bit of okay. time getting it. I-, I have not gotten it at all. And-, have... and Brand New has pretty much not gotten it. No, She's better she has than me, not but she has, she's not gotten it. Sometimes she, she hits it, mm-hmm. uh, but... Yes, so today uh, she got quite a few shinies. For those of you guys in the know, she got a 96% shiny Ho-Oh. That was oh, like her very first raid. That's very nice. good. She's very happy with it. She got two shiny Rayquazas. So that's uh, th- those are definitely Pog material. And she caught some shinies on both days that she liked. She filled up a lot of her Pokedex, so I'm hoping it was a good overall day for her. Uh, and that's, that's basically it. Pokemon Go is just, it's life. <laughs> I, I messaged her, uh, today and I was like, hey, it's a beautiful day. I hope you guys like, you know, cause it was like a terrible day yesterday. Super humid, swampy, you know, DC weather. Uh, but today it was like actually like crisp, the air, and it wasn't that hot. So I was like, hey, I hope you like get out sometime. I know you guys expect to just be in a car driving around. And she's like, oh, today's been awesome. So much better than yesterday. Like all this stuff. And I was like, yep. I mean, that makes sense. Cause yesterday was Murbs dragging her around a mall. Like, and, 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 and Murbs takes gaming very seriously. I mean, you know, as we have a podcast, we do gaming stuff. So it was Pokemon Go. Guys, like, like a military dictator on a battlefield, like, giving orders, like, and, like, just leaving you behind if you are not, like, keeping up. Like, that's Murps' whole thing. And then Brand New having never done this before and has, like, just kind of low physical stamina in general, um, is, uh, what was it? She was struggling a bit. <laughs> she was making fun of me. She's like, wait, you brought me to a mall? She's like, we're going to be going into a mall. I'm like, yeah, like, half the time. 
And she was like, oh, like, why aren't we going someplace with, like, more stops and everything? I'm like, <laughs> you are, like, the sun is going to literally cook us if we were outside all the time. And, and sure enough, even though we were only in the sun a small amount of times, it was, it was bad. It was so humid. Uh, but yeah, I'm not letting anyone stop me from getting the maximum amount of shinies that I deserve. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and that includes brand new. So she can, she can. But that's what I told her, and up. I'm like, her her eyes are just too big. Like she thinks she can keep up. She's like, oh, I'm into it, like as well. But like, it's a whole other level with Murps. Okay, so that is a uh, Pokemon. Uh, what are you looking forward to doing in DC? Mm. on your day off because you are taking a little bit of time and you are going to be visiting some dc sites yeah yeah um i have not actually visited a dc site since i was like uh, i want to say like in high school and we did like school trips um so brand new has never been to dc before and this pokemon thing in which you know she has been all around the area she's probably been in more areas around the dc area that i have but she hasn't been to the lawn so we're gonna go to the lawn and check out all the monuments and you know that stuff that's gonna be our, our big day plan on wednesday so i'm excited uh she doesn't care at all about anything historical but but this is this is our nation's great history and uh gotta gotta get a piece of that Okay. Does Murps also drink Diet Coke? I never drink Diet Coke. Diet Coke is absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. I don't know who in the world buys Diet Coke. Um, if anyone actually likes Diet Coke, let me know. Coke Zero exists. Like, I understood it before Coke Zero, that like you wanted something sweet that was vaguely Coke-tasting that... I mean, it's not even remotely Coke tasting, um, but that had no real sugar. But but then they got Coke Zero, and it's just better in every way. So it makes no sense. Okay, so uh, you've been playing Dragon Quest, right? Oh my God, freaking Dragon! Who here? I'm going to spoil one small thing in Dragon Quest Eleven, so you can tune this out if you do not want anything spoiled with Dragon Quest Eleven. 12 is coming out later, and I was, like, playing 11. Um, I, like, you know, paid for it, started playing it. It's a normal JRPG. Uh, the graphics are freaking gorgeous. I'm having a nice, like, nostalgic time with the, the mechanics. I hadn't played, like, a real JRPG in quite some time. So you go to this town, and people who have played Dragon Quest Eleven, they, they don't want to talk about. So you go to this town, this like faraway town that's all Japanese or Asian-y in architecture, rather than the normal medieval theme that the game has going for it. And you go to a spa, and in the back of the spa, there is a lady, and the lady says, "Do you want to puff puff twenty gold?" And I'm like, this is an RPG. 20 gold is nothing. I'm going to see what this is. Maybe I'll get an item or unlock a quest. I say yes. She literally says, from that point on, I'm going to quote Dragon Quest Eleven now. Puff, 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 puff. Wasn't that great? Don't you feel refreshed? Come back any time when you need your mind cleansed. Now, obviously at this point, I think I just paid for a blowjob. And Brand New was, was next to me when I was, when I was doing this. And she's like, wow, I see what kind of game you're playing. And I'm like, I, I did not know this was the road that this Nintendo game was gonna, was gonna take me down. And, and, and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna Google this. So she Googles it. And Puff Puff is not a blowjob. And I was like, good, thank God, okay. So what is Puff Puff? You know, it's some kind of weird Japanese massage. Uh, and apparently, Puff Puff is this Japanese thing where a woman puts her breasts in your face and you motorboat her, basically. And and that's a Puff Puff. And so that is in Dragon Quest Eleven, and there's even an achievement associated with finding all the Puff Puff spots in the game. Uh, this is the only one that I've found. It's the first one. So, naturally, there's an achievement. So, I'm going to have to find all the puff spots. And I hope they don't cost me an arm and a leg. I hope they're all 20 gold. But but that's now what I'm looking forward to in Dragon Quest Eleven. Interesting. Wow. 
people are saying it isn't all of the Dragon It's in all the Dragon... Oh, yes, I've never played a Dragon Quest game before. So all the Dragon Quest games have this running joke about motorboating a lady. Uh, yeah, sorry, paying a lady to motorboat her. Let's <laughs> add one more later to it. I don't know. I have never played Dragon Quest. You are obviously... It is apparently a vital part of the gameplay. Okay. Well, I mean, I did get a lot of entertainment out of it, so... Pretty great. Anyways, uh, Adult has been playing some Dragon Quest. I'm just kind of floundering around. I don't have a current game that I am really digging myself into. It was supposed to be Back for Blood 2, the spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead. Uh, that was a game that both of us played a lot. Uh, I love the multiplayer in Left 4 Dead. I thought mm-hmm. that was so good. We played a lot of the campaign. That was a terrible experience. I mean, any game with friendly fire and an actual shooting mechanic where you give me a gun, it's not going to end well for my allies. No. I got <laughs> downed by Adult to much more than zombies. Uh, it's much dark! Zombies. The zombies move, you force you to move. I don't know. I'm just... Uh, I'm not good at shooting things in general, but when you turn friendly fire on and you make people kind of walk in a line or huddle together, I'm going to shoot the people in front of me sometimes. Sometimes, yes. Uh, It was definitely sometimes. And they're unforgiving on hard mode on it. Like, you shoot the guy in front of you, he's like dead instantly. Yeah, he's downed. They they try to make it kind of realistic. Yeah, it's not like you shoot him and he's like, ow, I lost 10% of my health. No, he's like gone. Yeah. He's, he's gone. Like, especially if you shoot him in the back of the head. that That's bad. <laughs> that That is a bad thing. Uh, but anyways, that is gone. So I have been getting back into Pokemon Go, first of all. I've been looking to get back into BGs, but probably going to get back into it once the update ring comes out. And then past that, I don't know. Like, these jerk game companies were supposed to come out with these games earlier... And they get delayed, and it messes up everything. But I know what I am doing starting from late September, and that is grinding Diablo 2. And hopefully we just get more news about Overwatch 2, which I am super stoked about, because I've just been casually playing Overwatch uh, a decent amount of it, but just a lot of quick play. Like, a lot of quick play. Yeah, I'm definitely back for Overwatch 2, especially when we get our new computers that we can actually maybe stream Overwatch 2 without the computer totally breaking down on us. Yeah, so hopefully, number one, we get the computer, number two, in time for Diablo 2, and number three, all of these games that I am looking forward to come out will come out. And you know the surprising thing is I am not looking forward to the Diamond and Pearl remakes at all. I'm pretty much over the Pokemon remakes at this point, and Pokemon uh, Arceus, I, I, I don't know what it is at this point, like... No one knows exactly what the game is, right? So I'm probably going to get that because it just seems like a cool new experience. But I don't know. I have no idea what the game is. They're not exactly showing us what What are you doing for like the entire, I don't know, 30, 40 plus hours that you're spending in that world. Is there a story? Is there like some giant quest? Who knows? Uh, we will figure that out. But... That was good. I think we answered a, a, a lot of questions. Hopefully, people have learned a lot. Do you want people to learn more about you in any way? Uh, if people have questions, I have. I'm I'm an open book. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not a book. I don't identify as a book. No, I don't. That was think a bad you analogy. Identify as a book, uh, but yeah. All right. I think those were uh, all of the questions that they had. I'm never playing Slay the Spire, Legend Heart, and that is because of you. Solely because of you. If it weren't for you, I would be playing Slay the Spire, but because of you, I am literally never playing it. That is a fact. Okay. Thank you, guys. It's been fun. We might do this again sometime in the future. We might not. Who knows? Uh, But because we're here in the same exact location... This, and there were no news. This is what happened today. Mm. A new kind of Light Forge podcast. All right. Until next week, this is Adwickdom. This is Murp. See you guys.
Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.